Company-sponsored retirement plan is how the majority of American workers save for retirement. But the true value of your retirement savings comes down to avoiding some big mistakes commonly made with 401k and 403b plans. The question is, are you making these mistakes and you're not even aware of it? Hello and welcome to another edition of the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. I'm your host this week, Bryce Payne. Doug Ray is out, so I'm in the captain's seat. And I appreciate you spending some of your Saturday with us. Laura, how are you doing this morning? Doing great. Doing great. Excellent. Well, it was just you and me here. Doug's out. So let's see if we can do this just ourselves. Uh, For those of you who don't know the show, uh, Ray Financial Group and the Wealth Guardians is a local independent financial firm. We work with those in retirement or approaching retirement about 10 years out. Most people don't know how to turn their retirement savings accounts into a steady flow of income once they aren't drawing a paycheck. We focused our practice specifically on retirement income planning because there are two powerful truths when it comes to your finances and retirement. One, what got you to retirement will not necessarily get you through retirement. And two, losses in your investments mean more than gains in retirement. You know, we create personalized written retirement income plans for our clients so that they can live the retirement, the lifestyle that they've earned, they've dreamt of for so many working years. And we want to help you retire the job, not the paycheck. And now, most importantly, we practice as fiduciaries, which means we are required to make recommendations that are in your best interest, not ours. Now, before we get started, like we always do, I want to salute our military and our first responders. Thank you very much for everything you do for us, our community and our country. You are the backbone and we're thinking of you and we appreciate you. Now, let's get started on our show about potential mistakes with 401ks and 403bs that you may not even know that you're making and could impact the value of your account. Most workers in the U.S. use what are called company-sponsored retirement savings accounts to put aside money for retirement. It seems simple, it's even almost turnkey, but there are potential mistakes that can ultimately affect the final value when you're ready to use the money. Even if you use an IRA versus these company accounts, some of the mistakes could apply to those savings vehicles as well, and that's what we're going to cover today. In the second segment, we'll be discussing a key factor that could ultimately be more important than the actual amount of money in your account that most people don't think about. To a lot of you, this may be common sense, but the most obvious mistake some workers make is simply not participating in a 401k or 403b at all, even when their employer has made it available. Now, if you've won the lottery like the recent billion and a half winner in South Carolina, I'm going to give you a pass on that. But if you're putting it off waiting for the perfect balance in your checkbook, what you're really doing is putting your retirement future at risk. Really, there's no excuse not to take advantage of starting a retirement savings plan. It's an automated plan. It helps you save with tax breaks down the road. It gets you in the habit of saving since it goes straight from your paycheck It gets you in the habit of saving since it goes straight from your paycheck. You don't spend it. In fact, recent survey done by Charles Schwab confirmed this. They surveyed 1,000 folks who had money in their 401k, and the biggest regret was that they waited longer than they should have to take advantage of their 401k and 403b. And instead of being disciplined, they spent more money in their younger years than they should have. And I'm certainly guilty of that to a degree. Maybe it was just me, Laura, but I found I was more successful taking a girl out to a nice dinner than showing her the balance in my 401k. <laughs> didn't, didn't seem to work very well. So, and even the ones that take advantage of the plans, they didn't put nearly the amount of money aside each year that they could have. So not only did they start too late, but they didn't contribute as much as they should have in addition to that. 
Of course, the reason that's important is they miss the compounding interest. And you know what Einstein said about compounding interest? No. It's the seventh wonder of the world. And he said that on more than one occasion, so it obviously had an impact. I guess this is really a great place to mention our 401k report. And and you can download this, folks, for free from our website, www.thewealthguardians.com. It's under our resources tab, and it'll give you some great information on the do's and don'ts of 401ks. All right, well, that was the first one. The next mistake people make with their company savings plan is investing in too much company stock. We've certainly seen many folks in our office that have made this mistake. And I understand that the argument could be made that an employee knows a lot more about his or her company and the potential for the stock's growth. But the risk is this. You already draw a paycheck from the company. And if all your retirement savings is in company stock, you've literally put all of your eggs in one basket. And that's that's not a small risk to take. Over the years, plenty of workers have been blindsided when their employer's fortunes change, and it it can happen without much warning. You can think back to Enron. A more recent example is General Electric. Say that you worked for GE for 20 years and you put all of your 401k contributions into buying company stock. In 2000, GE stock was worth over $50 a share. Today, it's around $10 per share. That's an 80% loss. Now, certainly the effect depends on how close you are to retirement. If that stock loss happens when you're 39, yeah, it it stinks, but you have time to recover. But if it happens when you're 59, yeah, that's going to impact your retirement lifestyle in a dramatic way, and you will not have time to regain those losses. Uh, We personally know someone that experienced this. Doug has a neighbor who retired six months before that huge stock loss, and his retirement account went down more than 50%. He was already retired, so yeah, ouch. Yeah, ouch. Uh, yeah, it hurts when you spend 30 years working for a company, and that happens, but it does. And uh, we, we try to do the best to help our clients get through those situations. Uh, another big mistake made with these accounts is taking what's called a set-it-and-forget-it approach using those now infamous target date funds. Uh, we're not fans, and I'll tell you why. Company-sponsored plans are actually notorious for not having a lot of options anyway. And many companies have gone to these target date funds, and they bill them as this set-it-and-forget-it approach. And the idea is that the younger a worker is, the more aggressive the fund is. And as you get older, the more gradually it backs off the risk of the fund. What they're really doing is they're taking stocks out of your fund and replacing them with bonds because bonds are less volatile. However, in today's market where we've got low interest rates and the Fed is slowly raising those interest rates, that makes the value of those bonds go down. So they're acting against the equities in your portfolio. That's not a sensible approach. And another problem with them is that there's so many of them out there now, they're in competition with each other. And if you're deciding to whether you're going to go with the T. Rowe Price retirement-dated fund or the Vanguard retirement-dated fund, What are you going to look at to compare the two? Well, you're going to look at performance. You're going to look at return. But if they're supposed to be getting more conservative, return shouldn't be the main thing that you're looking at. So they don't actually get as conservative as they should because they're trying to compete with each other on returns. And it just doesn't mathematically work. You know, the definition of backing off risk to them is reducing those exposure to equities. As we said, that's more in bonds and it just doesn't work that well. There's two problems with this set-it-and-forget-it approach. The first is these accounts do not adjust to changing markets year by year. It's a buy-and-hold approach, whether the market is going up or down. 
They just perform via a program timing strategy. And if you're ignoring what the markets are doing, whether we're in a, a decline or we're coming out of a decline, those are all opportunities that you need to be prepared for. And I know it can be challenging to be prepared for those in a 401k, but there are ways to do it. And being in those target-dated funds is not the way to do it. They just perform via program timing strategy. The second problem is, and I already mentioned this, that bonds can be at times riskier than stocks. So you're really not getting conservative. And people often think they're safer, but they lose value in rising inflation. And in volatile markets, the target date funds do not perform that well. So you have to be careful with these passive approaches. Another problem that I'll tell you about with those retirement-dated funds is more often than not, they are just funds made up of other mutual funds. Well, those other mutual funds have expense ratios attached to them. And then the mother fund, the retirement-dated fund that is just gathering all those other funds with expense ratios, that mother fund has an expense ratio as well. So it's like you're doubling down on what the fees are that you're paying in those. And if you don't have the returns to show for it, you're you're really putting yourself in a bind because you're not saving as much money or your money's not working for you as well as it could in retirement. And if you're putting money in a 401k, that's really what you want it to be doing. You want it to be working for you all those years. And that's the whole point of it is to let this grow. And if you're doubling down on your fees for all those years, you're kind of countering, not kind of, you are countering what the reaction should be to a growing market in your retirement dated funds or in your in your investment funds in retirement. Laura, how are we? Are we coming up against a break here? Or we got a few uh, more minutes? Two minutes left. Two minutes left. You ask me a question over everything that we've heard so far. You tell me what I didn't explain well or what I can enlighten you on. Well, what I, what enlightened me is that you need a professional to help you navigate retirement waters because there are so many different pieces. And unless you're inclined to know financial information, you really do need an expert. I think that's what you've impressed on me the most. Well, I think that kind of goes along with just about every field out there. I'm not going, I'm not an architect. I'm not going to design the house. I'm not a construction worker. I'm not going to build the house. I'm not an airline pilot. I'm not going to fly the plane. And yeah, it might seem like common sense, like, oh, I know, I just have to save my money and put it in one of these funds that I see everybody else putting it in, and therefore I'm set for retirement. There is a lot more nuance to it than that. You're absolutely right. You can't just put up four walls and a roof and think that your house is going to withstand the next winter or whatnot. In the same way, your retirement income is not necessarily going to survive the next down market if you've just done it yourself without some professional advice. It's too important to uh, just guess. Well, that's very true. I mean, it's obviously the reason that everyone out there is saving for retirement is because there's a certain importance to that. And you don't want to find out when you're 65 years old that you did some things wrong. You'd rather find out now when you're 30 or 40 years old that you could be doing some things better and make those adjustments now and then find out at age 65 when you're ready to retire. Oh, thank gosh, I made those those changes back 20 years ago. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you for that question. Uh, We're up against a break. You are listening to the Wealth Guardians radio show here on WPTI 94.5 FM, the Triad's news talk and sports station. Now, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation about mistakes made with 401ks and 403bs. And on our next segment, I'll talk about the top two mistakes and why you need to stay tuned and pay attention. 
Welcome back to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. We help our clients retire the job, but not the paycheck. And before the break, Laura and I were discussing common mistakes that folks may not even realize they're making with their 401ks and 403b accounts. And I want to mention again the 401k white paper that is available on our website. Go to www.thewealthguardians.com. Go to the resources tab and download these reports section. A lot of eye-opening information is there that can help set your thinking right on saving for retirement. So I encourage everybody to get out there and take a look at that, download it, and uh, let us know if you have any questions about it. So next on the list is not understanding the fees and rules in individual plans. We, we talked uh, toward the end of the last segment about fees and those retirement-dated plans, but those are not the only fees that are out there in 401ks. Most people don't realize that these fees are paid to participate in these plans. And a recent report from TD Ameritrade said just 27% of 401k participants know how much they're paying in fees on their accounts. And Laura, I'll tell you from my experience and Doug's experience, that 27% is a way high number. I would say it's probably closer to 10% because one of the things that we do with our clients is go over a fee report of their current portfolio. We break it down for them and show them some data that they weren't otherwise aware of. And I would say maybe, maybe one out of 10 clients were aware of the types of fees that they were actually paying. The other nine out of 10, if not 99 out of 100, um, are surprised by those numbers. So we see it every day. Uh, we talk about our fee and risk analysis uh, to our clients. That's we, we, we generally have a four-step meeting process. The first meeting is a uh, get-to-know-you meeting. We go over a lot of the information that you have. We take a look at your assets, and we collect a lot of information. Our second meeting is what we call the eye-opening meeting, and that's where we run a fee and fund analysis for them. So I don't want to go too long here, but there, first there are fund fees, and these typically are actively managed stock mutual fund accounts carrying annual fee or expense ratio of 1% to 1.5%. And oftentimes on top of that, we see administrative and other fees in addition to the fund fees. Altogether, people are often paying 2 to 3% when they think they're paying closer to 1%. So that's why we call it the eye-opening meeting, because if you find out that you're paying two or three times as much in fees, that's, that's going to open your eyes, and we see it all the time. Remember, folks, more fees that you're paying in your retirement accounts means less money that in your account that's growing. So if you can keep fees down, that compounds significantly over the years. In addition to fees, folks often aren't up to speed on rules inside the plans, the retirement plans, that if not followed could result in penalties or extra taxes. So let's talk about that. The big one is that generally you cannot withdraw funds until you are 59 and a half. Now, a lot of people are aware of that one. Another rule that varies from company to company has to do with your employer's matching contributions and when you actually have ownership of those funds. Sometimes the vesting, that's what it's called, vesting, when you finally get ownership of the contributions, sometimes the vesting occurs over a period of years or in installments, and people don't pay attention to that. They think as soon as the contribution's made, it's their money. And I will mention a favorable rule that most people aren't aware of, and that is the age 55 rule. Now, a lot of people know the age 59 and a half rule, but the age 55 rule is a little different. And this says if you leave your job or retire in the year you turn 55 or later, you can actually withdraw funds from your 401k plan without penalty. So you don't actually have to be 59 and a half with your current company plan 
if you separate from service or retire after age 55, but before 59 and a half. So that, that's a lot of good information for people. And if, again, if I know we go through a lot of this fast, and if you want to give us a call and uh, meet with us to go over more of these details, you can always reach us at 336-391-3409. Okay, having said that, the next mistake people get in a jam and cash out or borrow money from their 401k. We get it. Sometimes life happens and there's absolutely no other option. But almost always borrowing from your 401k is a big mistake. And this should be a last resort choice. And I'll tell you why. In a best case scenario, you pay the funds back after a period of time. That's a best case scenario, maybe a year or two. But even then, you've lost the growth in compounding all those years. And in the worst case scenario, it never gets paid back and you end up paying penalties and taxes. And you've drained that retirement bucket, so retirement becomes a much bigger challenge. Even when a major life crisis happens, please, folks, explore every other option before you borrow money from your 401k. And I have to say here, wanting a new car or wanting to make upgrades to your kitchen, yeah, those are not major life crises that justify taking money from your 401k. I'm sorry, it's not. Also, keep in mind that when you change jobs, this doesn't give you a license to dip into this bucket. What I would beseech you to do is roll the money over into an IRA and then continue saving in your new employer's 401k just like you had previously. Okay, with that, let's now get to the top two 401k mistakes on our list. The first one of the top two is not contributing enough to get the full company match offered. If you're doing this, you're giving away free money. If you work for a company that offers a match to the contributions you make, you should find out exactly how much you have to contribute to get the full match and do it. I won't argue that there are certainly instances when you have better options above the company match and may need to put other contributions elsewhere. But for Pete's sakes, get the free money at least. All right, enough said. So now the number one mistake that people make, usually without even thinking about it. Laura, can I get a drum roll from you? Not contributing the funds into a 401k. Laura, you were not a uh, you were not a musician, were you? Actually, I was. Thanks. <laughs> were you in the percussion section? Of- no, I was not. Okay, all right, all right. Not contributing the funds into a 401k or 403b is the most tax efficient way available. So, what does that mean exactly? This is the one that probably affects the most people, and they don't even realize it. Now, with the new tax code in place, if folks, you do remember that there was a new tax code that was put in place last year, you have to understand what your best option inside of that 401k is. Most companies today give you the option of saving on a pre-tax basis, and that's been around for a long time. It's the traditional way. But now a lot of companies are offering the option of saving on a post-tax basis inside of the Roth 401k. And you want to make the right decision here because this ultimately affects the value of your money inside that account. The ultimate value of your retirement savings account is not the dollar figure inside the account, but the dollar value of that money after tax. And let me explain it this way. Let's say you saved $300,000 in your traditional 401k and you're ready to retire. The problem is you don't own all $300,000. You have to pay Uncle Sam when you tax that money out, depending on the tax rates at the time you withdraw in your tax bracket, your investment could be worth 20 to 40% less than that 300,000. Now, 
if you save 300000 in a Roth 401k, when you retire, all 300000 is yours because it's after-tax money. You already pay the taxes when you put it in. Now, the key question is, which way do you choose? Should you take the tax deduction now and agree to pay taxes on that money later when you retire? Or do you pay taxes now and enjoy tax-free money later when you retire? Now, of course, it depends on a variety of individual circumstances, but a simple rule of thumb to consider is this. If you're making a large amount of money today and you're in a high tax bracket and you feel your retirement income is going to be significantly less, then you may benefit going the traditional route, getting the tax break now and paying less taxes when you withdraw down the road. However, our experience has shown that not a lot of people retire and can live on significantly less than they currently do. And does anyone really think taxes are going to be lower in the future, Laura? That's a resounding no. No? Okay. (laughs) Well, we tend to agree with you. Uh, Taxes will most likely be higher in the future. You know, folks, the top tax bracket back when Reagan was president was in the 70%. We're nowhere close to that now. And so the deficit just keeps rising. And the government at some point is going to have to raise taxes. I know a, a lot of people don't like that concept, but we have to do it at some point. So with the new tax code and our tax rates at a historic lows until at least 2025, so with the new tax code and our tax rates at historic lows until 2025, you may well be better off to pay the taxes now while they're on sale. Then put your contributions into a Roth 401k. Let them grow and be able to withdraw tax-free. If you've already got money in a traditional 401k, it may make sense to start contributions now into the Roth vehicle. We can help you evaluate the effect on your income and tax status if you're considering this. So let me again talk about, I mentioned this in the first segment, but let me talk about it here as well. Our four-step meeting process. When we meet with a client, they come in and talk to us. It's a four-step meeting process. The first one is a get-to-know-you where we collect all the imaginable data on your risk tolerance, what your current portfolio looks like, what your assets outside of retirement holdings looks like. We collect all of that, what your social security uh, PIA looks like. The second meeting that we have with you is where we've compounded a lot of that data and we've started to analyze some things that you weren't aware about your current portfolio. We show you a fund report that shows you how your current holdings rank against their peers and their peer group. We show you a detailed analysis of the fees that you're actually paying. We give you a social security report so you can see the most optimized way for you and your spouse to file. And just going on that, why you think, well, that's kind of easy. I know how to file for social security. Uh, There's no shortage of people, Laura, who have come to us thinking they knew how to file for Social Security. We had a client last year, a couple that were not married, but both had been married previously, and they were approaching 70. They were getting ready to retire, and they wanted to talk to us about the best way to, um, to file for Social Security. And we found out both of them had been married for 10 years previously, and they actually had missed out on the ex-spouse, both of them had missed out on the ex-spouse benefit that cost them over $100,000 as a couple for the last four years. So anyway, we give you the Social Security report. We give you the fund and fee report. The third meeting is where we come back to you with our recommendations on how you might be able to tweak your current portfolio to be better set for retirement. And then the fourth one is where we've made any adjustments to that and then get you a written bound binded written retirement plan. That's all no cost or no obligation, folks. If any of that sounds interesting to you or sounds like 
that's what you would like to have Doug and I do for you, please give us a call, 336-391-3409, 336-391-3409. We would look forward to talking to you and sitting down with you. Other than that, hope you have a great weekend, and we look forward to talking to you here, same time, same place, next week. The views and opinions expressed in this program are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or advertisers of 94.5 WPTI or of iHeartMedia.